BCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And friends, thank you for joining us on Crosstalk today here on VCY America. Uh, Paul's second letter to Timothy has so many important applications for believers in Jesus Christ. And I'd like to draw your attention to chapter 3, in which Paul wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He said, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And then he warned about the, the marks of those last days, like men being lovers of their own selves and covetous boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, and the list goes on. But in verse 5, it warns of those having a form of godliness. Having a form of godliness. And then when you propel yourself over to verse number 13, Paul warns, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Friends, there is a mass deception going on throughout the world today. And it's not just limited to the United Nations, the World Economic Forum, or the World Health Organization, though I should say that there's a lot of deception coming from these entities. But there's another deception taking place that we'll call a spiritual deception. And sadly, many are falling prey. Joining us today on our topic of deceiving and being deceived, we welcome Mike Gendron, founder and director of Proclaiming the Gospel Ministry. Mike was a a devout Roman Catholic for over three decades. He was taught to rely upon the authority of the church above all else. But Mike searched the scriptures, and when he did, he was amazed to find that what he read in the scriptures contradicted the teachings and the traditions of the church that he had been a part of for so long. Well, Mike trusted Jesus Christ as his Savior, and now the Bible has become his sole authority for all matters of faith, Mike is the author of books, Preparing for Eternity and Contending for the Gospel. He has produced numerous videos with warnings concerning false teachings versus the truth of the Scriptures. Mike, thanks for joining us here today on Crosstalk. Well, Jim, it's always a pleasure and a joy to be with you. Uh, Mike, deception has always been around. I mean, we can go as far back as to the Garden of Eden to see how Eve was deceived, and we can look through Scripture of uh, many who just swallowed the, the philosophies, the, the vain deceit uh, of, of men, the traditions of men, and even the Apostle Paul, Paul warned about those who present another gospel, which is not another. But, Mike, across this globe, it seems as if the levels of deception are, are just really escalating, and, and so many are falling prey to it. It's just like the Lord told us these things would happen. When the apostles asked what would be the sign of your return, he mentioned many signs, but the one he mentioned most frequently, in fact three times, was that of deception. False teachers, false prophets, and false Christ would be on the scene to deceive even the elect if possible. But Jim, you took us back to the garden, and that's how deception begins. The first attack was on the authority of God's Word. Mm. Satan asked, has God really said? And so that's how the devil operates. He always attacks the supreme authority of God's Word, and then deception runs rampant. Well, let's look at some current examples of what's going on. Last month, Pope Francis formally endorsed the practice of priests blessing same-sex couples, stating that anyone seeking God's love and compassion should not have to undergo a moral analysis in, in order to be granted it. And he wants to make the church more pastoral, wants to make it less rigid. Uh, Mike, what he is doing and what he is saying is in total contrast to the Scriptures. How should Catholics respond to the Pope's rather bizarre and heretical declarations that go against historic Roman Catholicism and, and uh, even more importantly, against the Bible? Well, Jim, I pray that they will recognize the Pope is what he claims to be. By going against God's Word, he has become one of the most dangerous and influential false prophets that Jesus warned us about when he was on this earth. I mean, how many more deceitful statements does he have to make before Catholics will see that he is indeed a deceitful worker disguising himself as an apostle of Christ? Paul warned us also about such men. He said, servants of the devil disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. And, and Jim, I'm saying this by the authority of God's Word. We've already 
you've already mentioned that he's going against God's words by blessing same-sex couples. The Pope is dead wrong here because in order for them to receive a blessing, they must first repent of their sinful, ungodly behavior and seek forgiveness. The true head of the church never offered a blessing for immoral or unrighteous behavior. In fact, he said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. And then he said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And so this Pope is going against the true head of the church, our Lord Jesus Christ, and Catholics need to be warned that they are following a false teacher. Yeah, and there are various bishops like uh, Joseph Strickland. He, he's calling on Catholic bishops to resist this document that was released by Pope Francis. And and uh, Archbishop Vigano has even talked about Swiss guards should come and arrest him, uh, remove him from the Vatican. And I'm sure this strikes you funny in that you were uh, in Catholicism for around 34 years, Mike, and are, are not Catholics to, to revere and respect what the Pope says and declares? Well, sure. One of the uh, major tenets of the Roman Catholic religion is the Pope. When he speaks ex cathedra, he is said to be infallible, which means he can never err in matters of faith and morals. And so Catholics are told, they're indoctrinated, that they must trust the Pope. And, of course, we know that we have to trust the Word of God as our supreme authority in all matters of faith. In fact, the Apostle Paul, when he was preaching in the synagogues of Berea, he commended his listeners for searching the scriptures daily to test the veracity of an apostle's teaching. And so that's just a good principle we all need to follow. Yeah. Uh, President Biden, uh, is he claims to be a good Catholic, but he's praising this decision by the Pope. And he, uh, President Biden, we know, has long advanced the LGBTQ agenda, but again, totally contrary to the scriptures. Well, we shouldn't be surprised that both the Pope and Joe Biden support this ungodly behavior since they both rejected the gospel of salvation and they've also rejected the supreme authority of God's word, they should listen to the inspired words of Paul, who said, Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, mm-hmm. nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. That's out of First Corinthians 6.10. But, Jim, there is a contrast between the deception of Joe Biden and the deception of the Pope. When Joe lies, there are only temporal consequences for those he deceives. But when the Pope lies, there are eternal consequences for those he deceives. And so one is speaking against uh, the physical government. The other is speaking about God's kingdom. Now, as you know, this is creating just a, a, a ton of confusion with Catholics right now, and different bishops speaking out. Others are welcoming what he has said, and uh, there are many who have been following the teachings of the Roman Catholic Church who are now distrusting the leadership of the Church. How should this impact born-again Christians, believers, in their outreach to Catholics? Well, I would hope every born-again Christian listening to the show would have a great compassion for those who are being deceived in the Catholic Church. We need to approach Catholics and say, let us reason together. Let's look at God and His Word. That must be our supreme authority. There's no higher authority than God, and He's revealed Himself through His inspired Word. So Catholics don't know where to look for truth anymore because their leadership is so untrustworthy. We must encourage them to look to the true head of the church who left us his infallible word. You know, it was the Lord Jesus who died for his church, and yet uh, the Pope claims the title head of the church. So we need to point Catholics to the true head. Remember, our Lord commended the members of the church at Ephesus for not tolerating evil men. He said, you put to the test those who call themselves apostles, and you found them to be false. And so we need to have discernment during these days of great deception. And we need to encourage Catholics to be able to discern truth from error by looking to the Word of God as the supreme authority in all matters of faith. Yeah, but yet what we're finding is that Catholics are wanting to remain faithful in the Catholic Church. Uh, why, why is that, Mike, when they, when they realize it's, it's corrupt, when their, their, their Pope Francis is saying, false things according to the Scriptures, what is holding them within the Roman Catholic Church? Well, 
I think there's two major influences. Number one, I think they receive a lot of pressure from their family and also from the culture to remain Catholic. And so we've seen that more than ever. You know, I, I can't ever leave the Catholic Church because my family would disown me. Well, that happened to me when I left the Catholic Church. I was ostracized from my family. But it comes down to who do you love more? Do you love the Lord Jesus more than you love your family? So that's the first influence. But then they also have been indoctrinated with a false teaching that the Catholic Church is the one true church. And I would encourage your listeners to sit down with Roman Catholics and and show them the book of Acts, which is a history book of the first century church. There you will find what the true church looks like. And when you look at the Catholic Church in contrast with the first century church, we don't see priests offering sacrifices for sins in the book of Acts. We don't see indulgences remitting sins punishment. We don't see anyone praying for souls in purgatory. There's no mention of any infallible men or popes. Nowhere do you see salvation dispensed through the sacraments. You don't find rosaries, scapulars, holy waters, crucifixes, or statues. And you don't find the church headquartered in Rome. And so if we can just point Roman Catholics to the truth of God's word and show them that their church is a false church, that they need to belong to the true church, and that is... uh, the church that submits to the supreme authority of God's Word, and it preaches the gospel rather than distorts the gospel. Yeah, so in speaking with Catholics then, and, and seeking to convince them that they're, that they're headed down the wrong path here, um, it, it's important then what, what I just heard you say, Mike, we've got to open up the Scriptures and look at the truth of the Scriptures. Well, that's so true. We need to look at every man's teaching through the lens of Scripture. We need to look at every tradition through the lens of Scripture, And if it conforms to Scripture, we receive it and we believe it. But if it goes against God's inspired Word, then we need to reject it. That's our litmus test for determining what is true and what is false. Well, in light of what things going on with the Pope, uh, there's a bishop out of Kazakhstan. His name is uh, uh, Athanasius Schneider, Athanasius Schneider. And he said that due to the confusion within the Church, uh, that, that, that the Church has reached at this point, that we must pray to the Lord for an era of what he calls holy popes. Mike, would that solve the problem? <laughs> well, there'll never be a holy pope. Again, they, they come into the office of the papacy as unregenerate men. They have not been born again. They have not been set apart by the truth. There's no hope for them to grow in sanctification. And so when they pray for an era of holy popes, It's interesting, as I read the article, his prayer calls for Catholics to take refuge in the Immaculate Heart of Mary through the daily prayers. And then he even gave an example of the prayer. He said, Hear us, O Lord, through the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Mother of the Church, grant us holy popes, grant us holy popes. And so it's really interesting that Catholics would rather go through the intercession of Mary rather than the one intercessor, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one in heaven as our advocate, interceding on behalf of all those he he has saved. He's the one mediator between God and man. But here you see this bishop, even though he's conservative and wants holy popes, he's not in line with the scriptures. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. Mike Gendron with us, founder and director of Proclaiming the Gospel Ministry, back in one minute here on Crosstalk. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, have scientists finally solved the mystery of the origin of life? No, they haven't, Chris. And many of their claims reveal their desperate state. Recently, a simple microbe was discovered around a deep-sea volcanic vent. It was totally unique, and it was hoped that this microbe would tell us something about the origin of life. But now that this microbe has been well studied, it was found not to be primitive at all. It is equally complex as many of the microbes alive today and could not be considered an ancestor of any of them. And that's the point we can learn. Even the simplest living things are unimaginably complex. Each is different from the other, and yet each bears the signature of having been created by a very intelligent designer. None of these got here through random evolution. They were created by an intelligent creator back in Genesis. For more on the importance of creation, 
visit our website at icr.org. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Mike Gendron is with us today. Our topic, deceiving and being deceived. Mike was a a former Roman Catholic for some 34 years, and until he started reading the Scriptures, opening up the Scriptures themselves, and found, hey, what I'm reading here contradicts what I've been taught. It's contradicting the traditions of the Church, and as a result, he recognized that Jesus uh, is the uh, only way of salvation, the, the way, the truth, and the life. And it is only by grace through faith in Christ alone that we can have eternal life. Mike, let me just ask you this. Uh, we've interviewed you before on, on like topics here, and it's certainly here today. Are, uh, do you just have some kind of vendetta? You're, you're trying to get even with the Catholic Church? Uh, you seem very bold in your statements here. Well, Jim, it's my love for the Lord Jesus Christ and my great compassion for Roman Catholics who are where I was for 35 years of my life. I thought I belonged to the one true church, and I was taught that the church would eventually get me to heaven as long as I did my good works and received the sacraments. So it wasn't until I opened the Bible that I realized I was deceived about life's most critical issue. And so I want to reach Roman Catholics who are where I was, thinking they're on the way to heaven, but yet destined for an eternity in hell. Mm -hmm. There's only one way to heaven, and that's through the Lord Jesus Christ. And he said it so clearly in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Catholics need to look to Jesus for the truth, because that's our only guard against deception. He is the way for those who are lost, and he's also the very life for those who are dead in their sin. It's got to be Christ alone. Catholics need to repent of their dead works and put all of their faith in the all-sufficient work of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mike, I'd like to bring a few other things by you that are that are happening in our world today. We just saw uh, the conclusion of the World Economic Forum's meeting uh, that was held uh, in um, uh, Switzerland. Uh, we've warned about the one-world government that Klaus Schwab of the WEC is promoting, and and yet Pope Francis earlier this month, month sent a message of praise to the World Economic Forum and encouraged Schwab to, to continue in his efforts to explore innovative and effective ways to build a better world. Uh, Mike, this is not a group that's taking the world on the right path. Not at all. In fact, it's interesting that the Pope did not mention Jesus Christ, Catholicism, or the role of the Church in his message, but instead highlighted the role of the World Economic Forum in the world's future. In the process of globalization, the Pope noted the fundamentally moral dimension involved the process of globalization. So it's really interesting that he was strongly criticized by Archbishop Vigano, who wrote that the Pope explicitly supports the globalist coup and actively cooperates Mm. in the establishment of the New World Order. Pope Francis has signaled the intimacy he has with Klaus Schwab, not only sending an address to the World Economic Forum this year, but he's done it five times in his 10-year pontificate. So he's allowing a Vatican roundtable at the conference. So, Jim, I don't know if you noted, but the Pope's endorsement of Schwab is in direct conflict with their opposing views on abortion, Hmm. because Schwab is obviously pro-abortion and the Catholic Church is against it. But Pope Francis has been successfully executing the Vatican's well-defined strategy to establish a one-world government through his papacy. Many people don't realize he's not only attempting to establish a global religion, but also a global government. He demanded a new supernatural legal constitutional body to enforce climate change policies and other worldwide threats. He advocated a policy of decreased national sovereignty and increased global unity, claiming that planetary problems are exacerbated by an excessive demand for sovereignty on the part of the states. And so that's why he's all for tearing down border walls. He wants this global government, but yet he's unwilling to tear down the wall that surrounds the Vatican. Wow, wow. Friends, there's so much more just in that topic alone, but I've got others I need to run by Mike. Uh, Mike, just recently, it's reported in a Sunday interview, I believe it was just a Sunday before last, he was on Italian television, 
And Pope Francis said he likes to think hell is empty. And I coupled that with several years back. He said there is no punishment but the annihilation of that soul. All the others will participate in the beatitude of living in the presence of the Father. The souls that are annihilated will not take part in that banquet. With the death of the body, their journey is finished. Mike, this is so counter the Scriptures. Well, it is, and it also shows how inconsistent the Pope is. He says there is no hell at one point, and then he says hell is empty. So whenever you continue to spew lies, you never can remember which lie you told. And so he does go against Scripture. He's a universalist, and that's really um, what a global religious head wants to do. He wants to gather all people under the power and influence of the papacy, And the way to do that is to convince everybody there is no hell and everyone will go to heaven if they just follow the Pope and join his religion. Michael, yet another issue, and it's coming up on February the 16th. There is a call for a global rosary for world peace. And in a press release, they say in response to Pope Francis' call to pray for world peace, religious and lay people will gather to pray on five continents. Uh, The Congregation of the Holy Cross, an apostolic uh, religious congregation, announces a global rosary for world peace to be held Friday, February 16th. It's going to begin live from Rome uh, and uh, include the participation of the Holy Cross Ministry Centers all around the world. Uh, tell us about this rosary, and, and if all these countries come together and pray the rosary, I- is this the, the pathway to world peace? Well, one organizer said, Mary has much to teach us about the cross, as well as its daily hope. And I think our listeners need to to know what the rosary is. It's uh, repetitious prayers. Primarily, most of the prayers go to Mary. And it's a blatant offense against God and His Word because it involves giving attributes to Mary, including omniscience. The only way Mary can hear the prayers of 1.3 billion Catholics is to be omniscient. And the Bible never gives her that. To call her holy, um, that's another word that goes against Scripture because Mary wasn't holy, but the Catholic Church taught that Mary had never sinned. When Jesus taught his disciples how to pray, he taught them to address their prayers to God the Father. And every example of prayer in the Bible is addressed to God alone. There is never, ever a single example of God-fearing people praying to any saint or angel or Mary or anyone else. And Jesus even said, When you are praying, do not use meaningless repetitions as the Gentiles do, for they suppose that they will be heard by their many words. Hmm. So the practice of praying the rosary is contrary to Scripture in a number of ways. Only God can hear our prayers, and only God can answer our prayers. We have one mediator between God and man. His name is Jesus, not Mary. So I just encourage our listeners to to warn Roman Catholics that to pray to, to Rosary, to pray to Mary is an abomination before God, as we see in Deuteronomy chapter 18. My, my. Those are strong words, Mike. Well, they're biblical words. Well, Mike, um, most Catholics will say, oh, yes, I'm a Christian. It, 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 you you were in Catholicism for over three decades. It, is there a difference between being a Catholic and being a Christian? Well, it's really interesting because I often, when I meet a stranger, I'll ask them, are you a Christian? And if they're a Catholic, they'll say, no, I'm a Catholic. And so they definitely see a distinction between being a Catholic and being a Christian. We know that a Christian has been born again by the Spirit of God, Spirit baptism, but a Catholic becomes a Catholic when he's water baptized. Every member of the Church of Jesus Christ is born again, but the members of the Catholic Church who have never repented and believed the gospel, they remain dead in their sins. See, a Christian has assurance based on the promises and the power of God. Every Christian who's born of the Spirit knows he will spend eternity in heaven. In fact, I'm more confident of spending eternity in heaven than one more day on earth. But yet Catholics have no assurance. They don't know if they're going to get to heaven because it depends on what they must do rather than what Christ has done. Every Christian believes and proclaims the gospel, and every Catholic believes a distorted gospel. And Catholics need to be warned, based on Galatians 1, that anyone who distorts the gospel, they are to be anathema. 
and the Catholic Church preaches a distorted gospel. That means every clergy member is under the same divine condemnation that the Judaizers were. And so we need to go on a rescue mission to rescue precious souls out from a church that's under divine condemnation. Uh, Mike, what's behind all the deception and the corruption that you've talked about within the, the, the Catholic Church, within the, you know, within the Vatican? Well, we know that Satan is the master deceiver. He's the source of all deception, and it starts by attacking the supreme authority of God's Word. That's the way he continues to operate in the Roman Catholic Church. I mean, anyone can look into the catechism and see that Rome does not submit to the supreme authority of God's Word, and therefore they promote the lies of the devil and distort the gospel of God by distorting the Word of God, rejecting the Word of God, nullifying the Word of God for the sake of their tradition. And so when we look at Roman Catholicism through the lens of Scripture, we can see that it has been deceived, and it's, uh, I believe, the devil's greatest counterfeit because he is the master deceiver, and he's attacked the Word of God from the beginning, and he's convinced Roman Catholic clergy members to reject the Word of God as their supreme authority. Now, I started the program today, Mike, talking about the last days in Paul's letter to Timothy in that regard, and warning about the perilous times, uh, the, the grievous times here is, is what is Satan up to in these last days? Well, he knows his time is short. You know, he's the, he knows the Bible as well as anybody on this earth that has studied it. And he's doing everything he can to keep unbelievers from the Bible. We see in Second Timothy 2 that he holds unbelievers captive to do his will. And the only way anyone can be set free from the grasp of Satan is to become a disciple of Christ, abide in his word, then they will know the truth, and the truth will set them free from the bondage of Satan and the bondage of religious deception. But Satan, according to 1 Peter 5, 8, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So we need to be aware of his schemes in these last days. His goal is to form a, a global religion, to create a, a counterfeit church so that people can be misled. He also causes apostasy. His goal is to deceive and destroy, to blind people from the light of the gospel and the glory of Christ. And he's a, a murderer from the beginning. Ultimately, the battle for souls is a battle between the truth of God's word and the lies of the devil. So more than ever, we need to engage, report to the commander-in-chief to fight the good fight of faith, because so much is at stake. Yeah, is, so much is at stake. And friends, this is why uh, Peter writes that to be sober, to be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring, roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And there's a lot of devouring going on, Mike. There's a lot of deception taking place in this world today, and, and uh, we see Satan is really at the heart of it. He is the master deceiver, the father of lies, yeah. and we can be wrong about a lot of things in this life, Jim, but if we're wrong about our eternal destiny and what we must do to get to heaven, we'll pay for that mistake forever and ever. That's a very sobering thought. Friends, we're going to take a quick break. Mike Gendron is our guest here today, and uh, have handy a sheet of paper, a pen or pencil. We're going to be providing you with some information how you can get a, a very special uh, toolkit, really, to uh, dealing with these wonderful messages on various topics in Catholicism and uh, also some gospel tracks as well. We'll have that information. We're also opening our phone lines where you can speak with Mike. Our number is 800 733 We'll be right back. We say we need revival, but are we willing to totally submit to God and allow Him to work? At the beginning of His ministry, Harold Vaughn set out on a journey to answer the question, what sparks revival and how can we see it today? His journey led him to Northern Ireland to experience what God did in the past. When revival broke out in Ireland, the bars closed, thieves returned stolen goods, transformation took place across the country. But the question remains, how do we prepare our heart and our church for revival? Every revival can be traced to a kneeling figure. Are we ready for revival? See the documentary, Revival with Harold Vaughn, 
Available for a donation of $15. Your order includes a Blu-ray disc, a DVD, and a digital download. Call VCY America, 1-800-729-9829. Listening to Crosstalk on VCY America, Mike Gendron is our guest today. Deceiving and being deceived is our topic. Friends, it seems like we have just scratched the surface on so many different areas here. But, uh, Mike, you've got just a, 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 a library of tools that are available to our listeners who really want to go deeper on these issues. Matter of fact, you've got a, a thumb drive that you've got 20 different video messages on it. Tell us about it. Well, yeah, we put together probably 20 of our most popular DVDs that we have uh, sold over the years, and many of them have to do with um, Roman Catholicism, how to be an effective witness, the controversial bread of life, the death of discernment in our churches. We've got um, Mystery Spiritual Babylon, the role of the Catholic Church in the future, one that's really popular, Rescuing Loved Ones from God's Wrath, Satan's attack on the Christian faith, on and on and on. It's just a a library of excellent videos. It's all keynote PowerPoint presentations, so encourage people to not only order this thumb drive, but to share it with their friends and loved ones. Okay, and uh, Mike, how can our listeners obtain that? They can go to our website, proclaimingthegospel.org. The thumb drive is normally $49, but we're given a $10 discount for all VCY Crosstalk listeners today, so they can go to our website, or after the program, they can actually call 817-379-5300, and we'd be glad to take their order over the phone. Okay, and friends, we'll repeat that number a little bit later. Can't call right now. Mike is using that line to do the interview with us here today, but you can go online to proclaimingthegospel.org and uh, and uh, click on store, and then you'll see the thumb drive. But 20 video messages, these would be his most popular keynote presentations on one flash drive, and uh, making that available, uh, $10 off here today, $39 here for our Crosstalk listeners. And uh, so you can take advantage of that, proclaimingthegospel.org. And, Mike, there is someone say I can't use a thumb drive, but you got something else available called the Good News Carrying Pack. What is that? Yeah, we put together our eight gospel tracks, and we put them into a, an attractive vinyl carrying case so that they can be protected. And depending on how the conversation goes as people witness to the lost, we have eight different tracks that address each subject that they need to be aware of. And we make these available, 32 tracks, four different ones of our eight assorted tracks, and they're available on our website and that's proclaimingthegospel.org. They're only $6 for this attractive vinyl carrying pack that you can distribute good news. You know, it's important, Jim, whenever we give the gospel verbally, it's always good to leave it in written form, and that's why these gospel tracks are so effective. Okay, so this good news carrying pack would have 32 gospel tracks, which is four copies of each of your eight tracks? That's correct. Three of them are dedicated to reaching Catholics, and the other five to reach anyone that's on the wide road to destruction. Okay, and that's available on the website, I see, for $6. And, and uh, friends, you can uh, take advantage of that uh, uh, as well at uh, proclaimingthegospel.org. So we're going to the phone lines today, and uh, Mike Gendron is our guest. We're going to begin in Spencer, Tennessee, well, with Meredith. Hi, Meredith, you're on the air. Well, hello. Brother Mike, what do you think about a representative from the Catholic Church being the false prophet mentioned in Revelation? Okay, thank you, Meredith. Yeah, Meredith, I think there's a very good chance there's no one on this earth that's more influential and actually more deceptive than the papacy. Now, this pope is getting up in age, so we don't know the timing of the Lord's return, but we do know that uh, there will be a false prophet that will convince the world to look to the Antichrist, and the Catholics already worship a false Christ in the Eucharist, so it's not a stretch that the Pope would point the world to an imposter claiming himself to be the Christ. Okay, thank you for the call, Meredith. Uh, We're going to Mike in Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Mike, you're on the air. Hi there. Uh, Mr. Gendron, how are you today? I'm blessed. 
Oh, good for you. Uh, yeah, like you, well, I'm over 60. I'm 67. I was born and raised in the Catholic Church. And about five or six years ago, I started to go to a set of Acantus Catholic Church, which does not recognize or follow the Pope because he is a heretic. How do I know today, 2024, I'm going to the right church? Well, you need to go to a church that submits to the supreme authority of God's Word and also proclaims the pure and exclusive gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Those are the two most important. It should be an elder-run church. But um, I don't know. You say that you're still in a Catholic church, but one that doesn't submit to the Pope? Correct. It's called a well, set of a Catholic Well, it's church. kind of distorted I mean, gospel simply, because it's a works um, righteousness gospel, and salvation is only by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. And so you need to repent of anything you're doing and put all of your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ alone. Mike, Mike are you, do you pray the rosary? No. Um, to, to make it simple, April 69, the Catholic Church ruined the Mass. They turned the altar around, made everything uh, into English instead of Latin, and they omitted many, many phrases, prayers, etc., even the word soul from over 100 prayers. The church I go to still says the Mass in Latin, 100% devout, and it's, it's the old-fashioned way before Vatican II. Okay, thank Mike, you. The, word, the altar is unnecessary. Your Roman Catholic priests are unnecessary, because when Jesus gave up his spirit, he cried out, It is finished. The work of redemption is finished. The, t- the veil that separated sinful man from a holy God was ripped open from top to bottom, showing that now believers in the Lord Jesus have direct access to the Father. We no longer need sacerdotal priests offering sacrifices because Christ offered himself the perfect sacrifice to a perfect God who demands perfection, and then he said it is finished. So I would run from the Catholic Church as quick as you can and find a church that preaches the true gospel. Mike, thank you for your call. We've got many lined up behind you here. Dave in Phoenix, Arizona, you're on the air. Uh, yes, I, I just wanted to mention that there was a uh, Catholic person called T. Enright, and he uh, offered a thousand dollars to anybody who could prove from the Bible alone that he is allowed to keep Sunday holy. He says there is no such law in the Bible. It is a law of the Holy Catholic Church alone. The Bible says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, but the Catholic Church says no. By my divine power, I abolish the Sabbath day and command you to keep first to keep holy the first day of the week. And lo, the entire civilized world bows down in a reverent obedience to a command of the Holy Catholic Church. Okay, Dave, Mike, your response. Well, again, the most important issue that we face as we deal with Roman Catholics is not what day of the week they meet, but what gospel they have believed. It is a false and fatal gospel that sends people to hell, and we need to evangelize them with the gospel. That's the most important thing we can share with Catholics. Yeah, and, and we certainly see in the book of Acts where the apostles broke bread on that first day of the week. In, in 1 correct. Corinthians, we saw that they you know, gave their, their offerings to the Lord on the first day of the week, and, and so much more. Thank you, Dave, for raising the issue. George in Olney, Illinois, you're on the air. Yes, thank you for taking my call. I was going to ask Mike, is there such a thing as a spirit-filled, born-again Catholic No, by definition, a Catholic is one who believes and adheres to the teachings of his church. So in order to be born again and spirit-filled, you must repent of the false way that you had been taught as a Catholic and believe the true gospel. And then you're no longer a Catholic. Now you're a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. So they must come out of the Catholic Church because God seeks worshipers in spirit and in truth. And that's why the Great Commission is to go and make disciples teaching them to observe everything Christ has commanded. So a true Christian will come out and not participate in the sin of idolatry in the Catholic Church any longer. Thank you for the question, George. Nick is next. Menominee Falls, Wisconsin. You're on the air. Hey, Jim. Thank you very much for getting the truth out so much. My topic I wanted to bring up with Mike, and he did recently touch on it, was um, confession. This is something that's come up in conversation with my wife and I very frequently here as of late. And I have done 
you know, as much research as I can, including reading up on what the Catholic Church, you know, has to say about why they go about confession the way that they do. And their claim is that basically that they're trying to, um, they're trying to push people into confession, making sure that maybe maybe prideful people that wouldn't normally confess their sins one to another that they're trying to get get people get Christian, get catholics into confession once a year at least minimum but i don't see it as something that for 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 my wife and i we try to confess our sins one to another on a regular basis not only to each other but mm-hmm. others but as far as as far as confession goes, I guess my question is: um, Does that cover? Does that cover? You know, the the Lord's request to just once a year confess to a priest. Okay, thank you, Nick. Not at all. We're called to confess our sins directly to God. He's um, he's the only one that can forgive our sins. He's the only one that knows our heart. There is one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus, and so we are not to go through priests on this earth. We're to go directly to God. A good example, I think, is in Acts 8 when Simon the sorcerer was trying to buy the gift of God with his money. Peter said, go directly to God and confess your sin. Perhaps God will forgive you. So there was a good example for all of us to follow. Well, what about the passage, Mike, in Hebrews that talks about confessing your faults one to another? Yeah, that's uh, in order to maintain relationships with one another. We are to confess our sins where we've offended a person so that we can be reconciled to them. Yeah, and, and by the way, I miss that's not Hebrews, it's James chapter 5, verse 16. In that that's regard. right. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank you. Does that answer your question there, uh, Nick? It does. It does. Thank you very much. The last thing, just 10 seconds, would be I've been looking for reasons um, to not like hold anger against the Catholic Church. And the one thing that I did come up with was that they do still claim that the Latin is the official language of the Catholic Church. And in all my digging and research, I have found out that their preservation of the Latin manuscripts did play a big part in the Bible, the Protestant Bible that we all read today. So that's like the one thing that I've been able to grasp onto to say, hey, you know, at least Looking back, I can look and say that they did that, and that they, it did play a big part in the in in us having the the Bible that okay. we have today. Thank you for your call, Mike. Any response? Yeah, well, the Catholic Church uh, took the uh, Latin Vulgate and translated it into English, and the word repentance they changed to penance. That's why Catholics have to do penance mm-hmm. in order to have their sins forgiven. So I wouldn't elevate their uh, scholarly attempt at Latin when they can mistranslate that the way they did. Are you saying that's more deception? Definitely more deception. They also, by the way, in the Latin Vulgate said, she will crush the head of the serpent, referring to Mary, mm. rather than the masculine pronoun he, which refers to Jesus. Wow, wow. Mike Gendron with us today. We're just a few seconds from the break, so we're going to take the break, and uh, we'll come back with more of your calls here on Crosstalk. And uh, also, we'll be giving you uh, information about that special offer from uh, Proclaiming the Gospel. And uh, in addition to that, some contact information for Mike. I I can just tell by the phone lines that we're not going to get through everything here today, and we've got no—there's many people getting busy signals right now, so we'll give you a point of contact for his ministry as well, where you can follow up with further questions. But we'll pick up more calls after the break, and uh, you're tuned to VCY America Network. The program is Crosstalk. Our guest today, Mike Gendron. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. A startling new poll shows that 67% of young people, 18 to 24 years of age, believes that the Jews are a class of people that oppress others. 67% believe that. They're buying into the anti-Semitism. Well, as they get older in age, they reject that lie. Those that are 55 to 64, 85% say that's a lie. 65 plus, 91% say it's a lie to believe that the Jews are a class of people that oppress others. They say that's a false ideology. 
Why is it that those who are 65 years of age and older, that 91% don't buy this lie? One word, education. When it comes to our churches and our young people, it's, I think, what's being taught from the pulpits. Are our churches teaching the truth about the Jewish people? I pray they are. Tuned to Crosstalk on the VCY American Network. Mike Gendron is with us today from Proclaiming the Gospel Ministry. And uh, several things let me quick mention. Mike is going to be speaking uh, at a VCY rally coming up on March the 16th at the Waukesha Expo. And uh, looking forward to him coming and speaking. More details on that coming forward. But uh, circle the date on your calendar for March 16th. Waukesha, Wisconsin. Uh, also, Mike does have that we want to mention this thumb drive, 20 different video messages, and uh, he has reduced this by $10 uh, for our Crosstalk listeners today. It's available for $39. It's on his website. It's 20 of his most uh, popular keynote presentations on this flash drive. It's a library of video messages, many different topics, Bible prophecy, Roman Catholicism, discernment, contending for the faith, uh, 20 different messages uh, on this. You can find more information at ProclaimingTheGospel.org. Click on Store. Also, that Good News Caring Pack with uh, uh, 32 gospel tracks, uh, eight uh, different titles, four copies of each, and that's on their site as well, ProclaimingTheGospel.org. At the close, we'll give you a phone number if you need to call them and to request it uh, that you'll have that means to do so as well. Let's get right back to the phone lines. Holding the longest is John in New Mexico. John, you're on the air. Hello, John. You're on the air. Oh, hi. So thank you for taking my call, sir. Uh, you know, I was, I was just thinking, you know, it, it's probably a really good thing that uh, those who practice Catholicism, calling themselves Catholics, that they uh, don't refer to themselves as Christians. Seeing as that the Catholic religion is very much polytheistic, and that the praying to the saints really originated with the praying to the Greek gods, uh, which conformed into Catholicism. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Is that what it is, Mike? Polytheism? Yes, yes it is. Now, hmm. Pagan traditions crept into the church in the early 4th and 5th centuries. Jim is calling next uh, from Wisconsin. Jim, you're on the air. Yes, I have a question and a prayer request. So my question is, I heard information today that somebody referred to what the Catholics call it, the Trinity, and us believers would, would, would say that's the false Trinity, and it's the Father, Mother, and Son. Is there anything to that? Never heard and that before. I, Never heard of that? No. Okay. And then my prayer request is I've been witnessing to a couple, uh, husband and wife, Catholics, and I'm going to be telling them about this program and hopefully pray that they will tune in tonight and listen to it and that the Holy Spirit would speak to them the gospel. So appreciate the prayers of all your listeners. We'll definitely join you in prayer. Thank you, Jim, for the call. And on many of uh, VCY stations, on a number of them anyways, it does rebroadcast at 8 p.m. Central. But uh, friends, uh, in just a couple hours, a link will be up on our website where you can listen online and send the link to others uh, at crosstalkamerica.com. Uh, we do make a hard copy CD available to cover our duplication and postage for a donation of $6 at 800-729-9829. Arthur's calling from Kentucky. Arthur, you're on the air. Yeah, I want to make it quick so the way everybody else can get in, but somebody made the comment, we worship the wrong day. Let me say this. If you're saved, every day is a holy day. Hmm. I believe that the Catholic Church is that one world religion as well. I just wanted to make that comment. There's a lot of things people take uh, wrong because some things were given to the Jews and not the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you you so very much. Uh, Appreciate your comment here today. Uh, We've got uh, Brenda also calling from Kentucky. Liberty, Kentucky, you're on the air. Yes. I so much appreciate this topic, and I totally agree with everything that's been said about the Catholic Church, there are two errors that the Catholic Church has uh, really inseminated into every, almost every Protestant church, and that is Sunday sacredness, which is not biblical at all. And, you know, we see that um, in Revelation 1, you have the the Lord's Day mentioned. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people apply that to Sunday. Mm -hmm. Actually, Mark 2, 27 and 28 
Jesus says he is the Lord of the Sabbath, and in Isaiah 58... Yep. Uh, yeah, and we've kind of covered this before. I mean, it was the practice of the early church to come together and meet on Sunday, uh, which is the Lord's Day. I mean, we we see that practice, but but indeed, uh, it, it, Mike, I know it's it's important that every day be one that we worship the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Thank you for your call. Jude in Linden Station, Wisconsin, you're on the air. Hi, thank you for taking my call, and God bless you both in your ministries. Um, I I just wanted to add that um, I have experienced in our family, coming from an Italian, very old-fashioned, traditional family, is a lot of the Italian people are holding on to the Catholic religion because of tradition. And I was also told that, well, your grandparents were not stupid. Mm-hmm. So are, if you are telling me that the Catholic religion is wrong, then you are saying that your own grandparents were stupid. Mm. And my response to them was, they were not stupid. They were just not well-versed. They were deceived. Parents were not stupid. Mm-hmm. If they know now what they did then, yeah. they would themselves would not be Catholic. Thank you for that call. Mike, your response here. Yeah, they were deceived. It doesn't matter what your IQ is. Anyone can be deceived. Even the most brilliant scholars can be deceived. So we just need to recognize the source of all deception is the father of lies, Satan himself. Yeah. Thank you for the call. We are out of time on the broadcast. Mike, I'd like you to give, if you would, uh, give your phone number uh, and and also, and, and it may be busy here for a while afterward, but people you may can continue to call, but also an email address if there are those who have email sure. questions they would like to ask of you. Yeah, our phone number is 817-379-5300. And my email address is mike at proclaimingthegospel.org. We answer all phone calls and every email, so if you didn't get through on the phone, please uh, call us or email us. And go to our website, proclaimingthegospel.org, a wealth of resources to equip and encourage you to be faithful witnesses for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, Mike, thank you so much for being with us here today on Crosstalk, and certainly look forward to you being with us in March as well. Always a privilege, Jim. Thanks. Bye-bye now. Mike Gendron, and we're going to let him go so we can answer calls that will come in there. But again, let me repeat their phone number, which is 817-379-5300. Perhaps there are things that came up to the on the program today. You say, I, you know, I don't agree with it. I've got this question, too, and that question. Well, give him a call, 817-379-5300, or to drop an email, send it to mike at proclaimingthegospel.org. And uh, you'll take your further questions by email as well, mike at proclaimingthegospel.org. God bless you, friends. We thank you for joining us here today on Crosstalk, coming your way from VCY America. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from VCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from CrosstalkAmerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.